Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. In an article in today's Examiner, the psychotherapist Coleman Noctor describes a conversation with a group of students in which the females describe something that they've all encountered. All of them had been groped and more than once. Coleman, good afternoon. Afternoon, John. Uh, now, I'm painfully aware of the fact that this is two men talking about this. So we did do a kind of a straw poll uh, just in the office there uh, to ask had any of the women working here in News Talk had a similar experience. The result was 100%. And what was the context in in, in which uh, you kind of discovered about this? I suppose it's come up for me in the therapy room a number of times over the times when you're working with teenagers and young adults, um, but very much kind of isolated terms. But I was always struck by how that wasn't the kind of the core aspect of the story. It was kind of said as a by the by. And I, I was kind of wondering why people had kind of resigned to the fact that this was part of normal life. If you're out on a night out, you almost would expect this to happen. Um, but recently with a conversation here with a group of third level students around consent, and there's a play coming up and I was trying to promote that. And I noticed there was some advertisements on the radio as well, and it's kind of on, on my radar a little bit. And I had a conversation with them and I, I genuinely was struck by the volume and the extent of this. And I, I, I genuinely wasn't living under a rock. I knew this was happening, but I was, again, similar to your straw poll, I was struck by how much par for the course that sort of an experience is for young adults and people who are out socialising. And I was also struck by, again, that level of how normal it had become or how, I suppose, resigned these young women were to this being part of that reality and something that you, you almost have to put up with. So we had a conversation around, you know, would you report it and how would you do, like, what would you, if it happened? And the majority shrugged their shoulders and said, like, there was no value in reporting it and nobody would do anything about it. And some who had actually gone and reported similar experiences had, had, hadn't got that very validated response. So for me, it was just a, a thing about, you know, is this something we need to raise? And is it something that we could include in kind of sex education programs? I think there's a clear kind of rule around consent around physical intimacy and intimate relationships, but bodily autonomy and contact, um, if it is something that's on the rise or is becoming more prominent, how do we address it? Because it's not okay. Um, and I was kind of horrified to hear the extent of it, to be honest. And when when you ask them about, you know, did you report it to anybody, uh, you know, if you're in a bar or whatever, did you say it to any of the staff? Was the response kind of like, well, it happened so much, you know, you'd spend the whole night reporting it? And that's the one girl said, you know, you wouldn't have time to have a drink if you were going up and reporting every instance. And that was kind of an idea that um, it was pervasive and it was almost like it would be more unusual if it didn't happen was what they were kind of saying. And that that struck a chord with me that that would be the case. And um, and again, the idea that, um, you know, if you did report it, um, there was a kind of a sense that this, the staff weren't trained to kind of manage that either and felt kind of that there there was no point because nothing would happen. Mm. There is, as far as I recall, I think in, in uh, uh, there's a kind of a scheme in some bars in London where in, in the women's toilet, there's, they have signs up saying if someone's harassing you, you can go and say a particular code word to a member of the staff and uh, they will act upon it. But it's yeah, just... when I looked when I looked into it, the UK have the kind of there's a kind of a good night out thing where they did train staff to be available 
to people who had that experience and maybe um, could respond to that in a way that where there was like almost like a policy about how you'd respond to that. And, and in Australia, they had some similar kind of ideas that there were almost people employed to kind of police that. Um, but in Ireland, there's no such uh, strategies. And, 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 you know, the thing is, culture hides harm in plain sight. Do you know what I mean? So the idea that, you know, uh, if it becomes normative, just because everyone's doing it, doesn't mean it's normal. Mm -hmm. And it certainly doesn't mean that it's something that has to be accepted. Um, and, and I think the lack of any consequence for that behaviour is not going to have any impact in, ter in terms of stamping it out or eradicating it. Yeah. Know? Now, I mean, I did start by saying two men are talking about this, but actually it is our problem because it's men who are perpetrating this. And it's not just young kids who maybe have watched too much pornography. It's, it's, all, it's men of all ages that are doing this kind of thing. Yeah, and, I, and again, I, I, and you know, that was the kind of view of the, the group that I spoke to, that it was across all ranges. And there was a sense that that younger guys may be even worse at times. And, and that's the worrying thing that, you know, is there something, a new wave of this almost happening? But I, again, I suppose I haven't been in a nightclub since the Venga boys were popular. So I don't have a comparable experience of being able to say what it's like now. But I do think as males, the, we have to be upstanding. The, it, the bystanding piece, even if you're not involved in it, if somebody in my peer group I know in my 20s took part in anything like that, I think uh, there's no way I would have stood by and let it happen. Do you know what I mean? And I think there is that kind of responsibility on on men as, as a whole to kind of to stamp it out, even if it is a, a loud minority or whatever the case may be. But there is, I think the bystanders are equally complicit in it, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, I suppose some men might be kind of nervous about doing that. You don't know how that might escalate. Yeah, I just imagine how nervous that girl feels, though. Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. The other point of view as well. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I, th I think, you know, I, I suppose the idea that it's the, the column was to try and say this is wrong and it's apparent and we need to kind of realise that this is not acceptable in any way, shape or form and, and almost in include the young people coming through in a conversation that this is not okay either. And maybe, you know, that needs to be much more explicit. And there does need to be consequence. I, I genuinely think if it is, if, it's, if there's no sanction or consequence to that behavior, and there isn't a kind of a re rev revolution amongst your peer group to say, cut that out, or that's not on, you know, how does it stop? Or how does it, how do we get on top of it? Um, and I just think um, even highlighting it is probably, it, it's, it's fairly, futile but it is worth i think reminding ourselves that this is something that's that shouldn't be accepted as the norm when you say consequence coleman do you think that means a criminal consequence i do uh, to be honest i mean again i think you know in terms of this it is assault you know from the point of view of um i don't think you can minimize it like i, I obviously work in a profession where you know trauma is my core business and I would see lots of young people who would suffer at the hands of trauma from this point of view. They may, you know, uh, not mention that at the time, but it may revisit them in weeks to come and, and without a kind of a, a recognition of the potential consequences of this act, if we kind of make it out into, I don't know, locker room talk or whatever you kind of try and minimize it, um, that does nothing to stop it. I think we have to almost maximize it, if that's the right word, and say, look, this is, it is what it is. It's an assault. And, uh, I think that's the way in which if we're to have any chance of kind of stamping it out, there has to be serious consequences for that action. Mm. Yeah, indeed. But also, I suppose it's it's kind of 
underlying all that has become culturally unacceptable. Yeah, and I, and I think we have, you know, we've managed to kind of change cultures throughout things that, that previously were acceptable that aren't anymore. I don't see how this, this has to be any different. You know, I think we, there's a way in which the tide turns against certain phrases or language or behaviours or actions, and it becomes something that, you know, becomes more undesirable or certainly mon- something more unsavory, it's unsavory as a culture responds and reacts to it. And I do think we, and again, I point back to the, the males, we have a responsibility to make that unpopular, to rid it and, and to make it something that isn't uh, just uh, uh, something that's minimised or passed over, but something actually that has quite serious consequences within that peer group almost, if that makes any sense. Coleman Nocter is a child a phys- uh, psychotherapist. Uh, ch- <laughs> Sorry, give you a different job there. Uh, Coleman, thanks a million. All the best. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.